The Austrian and German divisions were pushed steadily back, but in one determined counter-attack, the Austrians cut out some forward British batteries. Harry was among the prisoners taken. Sent north to an Austrian prisoner-of-war camp, he escaped on the way and began a hazardous trek back through enemy-occupied country in the hope of rejoining his unit. He had almost broken through the southernmost German lines when he bumped into one of their patrols. In the dusk of evening, a young German soldier, nervously reactive to shadows, fired first and inquired later. Harry, a bullet in his thigh, was recaptured, muttering and swearing. He was sent for treatment to the Queen Constanza Hospital on the north side of Bucharest. The hospital had been taken over by the Germans, the conquerors of Romania. He was interrogated by a very correct but very courteous German officer, Major Carlson, who congratulated him on his initiative and commiserated with his bad luck. The German doctors and nurses accorded him the same attention they gave to their own wounded and were as courteous as Major Carlson, who visited him a couple of times. He was fit, the wound was not serious, and it healed rapidly. They gave him a stick to help him with the therapeutic exercise of walking about. They did not want to keep him too long. His presence was slightly embarrassing. You wish to see me? said Harry. Yes. A cigarette? Major Carlson offered his case. Harry took a long white tube with a gold-coloured tip to it. They both lit up. The cigarettes had the strong aroma and distinctive flavour of Balkan tobacco. You are considerably improved, Captain Phillips. Considerably, said Harry. The treatment and attention have been first class. It was not a complicated matter, I believe. Merely a small hole in your leg. Oh, nothing at all, said Harry. You are a very fit man. Am I? Perhaps. The war, of course, hasn't been quite as uncomfortable for the gunners as for the infantry. But he did look fit, considering his hospitalisation. He had no surplus flesh. His dark eyes were clear and alert, and his 5'11 frame was vigorous. True, his auburn brown hair needed trimming, but it was thick and healthy. The German barber had offered his services, but having seen how he cropped the German officers, Harry ducked the operation that would have made him look like an egg. He managed, by being very persuasive, to get one of the nurses to use her scissors on him. She had snipped his tufts quite professionally, and Harry left it at that. "'You will be discharged in a day or so,' said Major Carlson removing his cigarette and watching the smoke curl before the wind whisked it away. I've been expecting that. There is a camp near Bistrita. Bistrita was in Hungary. Is it comfortable there? I doubt it, circumstances being what they are, said the Major. But it may be educational. You will meet Russians, Serbians, Poles, French and a few British, I think. Very educational, said Harry, and very crowded, I imagine. However, circumstances being, as you say, I may not be there too long. 
Major Carlson's impassiveness cracked a little. Harry discerned a momentary flicker of sadness, an acknowledgement of coming defeat. No, perhaps not too long at all, Captain. Indeed, if you prefer, it can be avoided altogether. I don't suppose you mean I can stay here, said Harry. I'm rather an embarrassment, naturally. Yes, those who feel a sense of defeat can't communicate with those who wear an air of victory. And you do represent to us a nation whose declaration of war was unnecessary and unjustified. I hope, said Harry, that we're not going to argue about who started it and whose fault it was. He smiled. We shall end up fighting. Those arguments are for the politicians, said Major Carlson, his grey eyes observing the caped progress of a hurrying nurse.